Welcome to another episode of Lost in Translation. I'm your host, Mr. VHS. And the Los Angeles Lakers find themselves in a similar situation they had in the previous series against the Houston Rockets and in the previous series versus the Portland Trailblazers. They find themselves up three games to one heading into game number five to see if the Denver Nuggets can once again live up to their name of the comeback kids. But there was no comeback in this game at all. Lakers take it 114 to 108 and have a 3-1 series lead over those Denver Nuggets. Dwight called himself Batman when he subbed in to cover Nikola, a.k.a. the Joker, in game number three. Well, I guess, as we saw in game number three, it was a crying joke. Joker owned him, did what was needed to do, and Dwight was a non-factor in that game. But I take you to game number four in which his cape of the Dark Knight was removed and he was back to his Superman suit and brought his dominance to start off that first half going for 11 points, 10 rebounds, 5 of 6 from the floor. Despite Davis only having 5 rebounds for the entire game, he was the offense early and often going 6 for 6 to start with 14 points, two for two. This was after the first quarter. LeBron after one at 10 points, three for five from the floor, three for four from the foul line, and one for one from behind the arc. Murray after one had 12 points, six for seven from the floor. The Joker only two points. He was one for one from the floor. Grant had six points, two for four from the field, one for two from three, and made it to the stripe twice, once, going one for two from there. The Joker, as I stated, was one for one. A layup at 11-13 in the first quarter, and then nothing after that. Dwight, after the first quarter, the nine minutes he played, had eight points and eight rebounds and was a beast on that glass for the Los Angeles Lakers. Joker was unable to get comfortable as he was with JaVel. JaVel can find rebounds. There's one thing he can do. He's very athletic on the perimeter and can move and get to where he needs to be in order to play defense. But Dwight can create rebounds. And he did that in the first half, just being the bigger body that he is stuck to playing defense and rebounding and was rewarded for his efforts by his own hustle on getting those loose balls and those easy putbacks and then the second quarter hit and after that hot start by Murray he went one for two from the floor in the second quarter he had 16 and a half the Joker had 10 Grant also had 10 heading into the halftime And the one thing about half with Dwight with his 11 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 for 6 from the floor, 
Davis had 19. He went 7 for 10 after going 7 for 7. Missed his remaining three. Perfect from the free throw line. LeBron James, 11 points, 10 rebounds, 5 of 11. Lakers went on a span of 2 for 10 from the floor with 2 minutes. Dwight makes a putback dunk on an offensive rebound plus the foul in the dying seconds of that first quarter. A minute to go, I should say, in the first half. And he's able to maintain a 60-55 to 55 lead for the Los Angeles Lakers heading into halftime. First 24 minutes, Denver shooting 59% compared to the 47 by the Los Angeles Lakers. But second chance points are 18 to 2 in favor of the Los Angeles Lakers. Howard for the entire game at 11 rebounds. Six of those were offensive rebounds. Denver's total for offensive rebounds. Well, they were six. The Lakers ended up with 12 offensive rebounds by the end of the game. Points in the paint were relatively even as well, too. Turnovers were in favor of the Los Angeles Lakers. Denver with seven. The Lakers with four at halftime. And things looked as if Denver was mounting to a two-all series lead in this game. Murray played a great first quarter. He played a great fourth quarter. But the Nuggets went scoreless in the remaining 3 minutes and 28 seconds of that fourth quarter. Morris, Monte Morris that is, he gets an add one with 3.28 remaining and no other field goal by the Nuggets for the remainder of the game. They were 0-4-5 down that stretch in the fourth with 3 minutes and 28 seconds to go. Yes, they did get to the free throw line. Murray did, as well as Millsap. But at that time, with the score being 112-108 with 23 seconds left in the game, nothing that they could really do. Davis goes to the line, seals the deal. Lakers, second chance points, 25-6. to at the end of the game where they were just dominated on all facets of life for that joker 0 for 4 in the fourth murray was three for seven in that fourth quarter there was a foul lebron did hit him on the wrist as he drove to the hole and i know people are saying lakers office went to the league office and said, hey, how come this guy averages six free throw attempts a game and only he's getting three? And they petitioned and did all that stuff and people are saying the fix is in. But every organization sends tape to officials just so the league knows that calls are being missed. It happens all the time. It's magnified when it's him. It's magnified by the calls they got late down the stretch, which were fouls. In those games, both ends of the court could have debated the foul calls in this game. But at the end of the day, the Lakers took care of the Denver Nuggets. Going to the free throw line 29 times compared to Denver's 22. 
23 of 29 for the Los Angeles Lakers. Denver shot 12, 14 for 22 at 64%. So despite losing the game by the six that they, sorry, the eight points that they did, it wasn't really, oh, that is the wrong game. I apologize for those mismatched stats. That was game number three. Game number four, 35 times the Lakers went to the line for 28 of 35. And the Denver Nuggets went 20 for 23 in game number four. Out-rebounded those Denver Nuggets. The Los Angeles Lakers did at 41 to 33. Like I stated, 12 offensive rebounds compared to six. Turnovers, 11 for Denver, 9 for the Los Angeles Lakers. Points in the paint didn't really make a difference at two apiece. Jamal Murray with that, I'm going to dunk on LeBron. Wait, let me think about this. I will go up and underneath on the other side and finished with the extra English. Disgusting move, but the 360 or the 180 he did on Rudy Gobert in the first round is still nastier than what he showed us. But at the same time, nasty's nasty on both fronts. It was disturbingly productive for him. Fast break points 17 to 9 in favor of the Los Angeles Lakers. Joker struggled through this game, finishing with 16 points. Six for 13 from the floor. Foul trouble in, was an issue for him at five. Millsap as well with foul trouble. He finished with five points, six rebounds, three assists. Rondo in the second half of this game was a factor. All of his 11 points coming in that second half defensively, rebounding the ball. He had seven assists, five rebounds in the game. Kuzma had 10 points in the first half, did not do anything productive in the second defensive liability on Michael Porter Jr. allowing him to up fake him on all occasions and hit the same shot over and over again Porter was also ineffective like Kuzma but he was rebounding the ball a lot better he had 13 points five for eight those points coming in the first half for him as well, too. Kuzma, one assist, zero rebounds, four for 11, two for seven from downtown. Anthony Davis, 34, five rebounds, three assists, 10 for 15, 13 for 14 from the line, one for three from beyond the land of three. LeBron, 26, nine rebounds, eight assists, seven for 18, went to the Stripe 14 times, 11 for 14, just like AD. And people will complain about the fouls and all the other stuff. But the aggressor was the Los Angeles Lakers. Him taking Murray down in the fourth quarter shows you the man is ready for a challenge regardless of where his age is set. Standards have been said as well too by other people on how he should be playing but at the end of the day he is doing things that most organizations wish they had a player doing at his age still doing it at the top of the food chain for that lakers take this 
3-1 series lead in to Saturday where they will be looking to sweep or complete the series 4-1. And speaking of a complete series, tonight's game, the Miami Heat versus the Boston Celtics, game number five. Miami's up 3-1. Boston is in a spot that they don't want to be in. They have led throughout the majority of this seven-game series. The four games always leading, but yet unable to hold on to that. And they're going to have to find a way for more production and better defense on Miami's Tyler Hero. Allowing him to come in the game, get to his spots, and I'm talking smart spin on him. Brown's been on him. Tatum's been on him. Everybody's been trying to slow this dude down, and he is not in no rush for speed bumps. He's flying right past them and right over them, and Boston's got to find a way for Tatum not to struggle and wait 33 minutes before he gets his first hoop and has a 28-point half after dropping zero in the first. He needs to have a game from start to finish that they talk about heading into game number six in order for the Boston Celtics to hold on to another day in this series. But we got to think about the Miami Heat, what they have accomplished throughout this course of the bubble off, how they've closed teams out, taken out main contributors and silence them in playoff matchups. TJ Warren was one. Giannis was the other. And right now, it seems as if the Celtics cannot find a rhythm to sustain and give all four guys that need to contribute in double figures the consistent see an offense to do so defensively i think these guys need to lock in on their end and make their defense become their offense when they are struggling put pressure on miami they need one you need to win this one that's the bottom line at the end of the day boston has to have top level performances defensive wise by walker by brown by tatum by smart I look for a heavy dose of Hayward. They should be playing their lineup. Put Tice, Hayward, Brown, Smart, and Tatum, and interchange Smart and Kemba when need be. But gang rebounding and defensive communication, they're going to need. They're going to need the bench guys to step up as well, too, and not allow somebody outside of the Miami starting five to take this game over. Jimmy Butler will be looking to close things out in this matchup. Do not forget about what he wants to do. He said this was about business and he stuck to that game plan throughout this course of the bubble off. They play tonight at 8.30. Boston has to win this game or the series is done must win's been said conversations been had after 
the game number two loss. They came out in game three, played exceptionally well. And in game four, unable to get any offense out of Tatum in the early going. And we're still in the game. And now they have to figure out a way to not drop quarters to lead throughout. They cannot be trailing at half as they did in game number four. They must figure out a way to put it to Miami early and often. And But Miami's not a team to just lie down. Regardless if they're up, they always find a way to come back. Boston's got to find a way not to make Miami stand back up. And Miami's looking at the fourth opportunity for their franchise as a champion, as a bannerman, as somebody that can hoist that. And if they can do it against a former teammate, hey, that's motivation to take off the competition that's in front of you. But you can't look ahead. You got to think about what's now Boston versus the Miami Heat. This one will show if Boston is at that level where I think they're at. What I mean is competitive. They got fighting them and they're not going to just allow this team to do what they need to do because they got guys on that team that can play and ball. And when the chips are low and everything is against them, they're able to be productive about it. And I just hope they do show up for game number five as well as all the Boston fans. But Hero might have a different look about it. Robinson has been here and there. He's got a lot of foul trouble in this series. Not really a factor from the three-point line as much as Hero is from the three-point line and inside that key. But he is productive on all levels throughout this playoff the one-man bench, as I call them, and the ability to do what he needs to do when he's on that court. That's Heat, Boston, tonight. Lone game in the NBA. And speaking of games, Miss Thomas from the Connecticut Suns goes out in game number with a dislocated shoulder 36 hours later drops 23 points 12 rebounds 4 assists and 3 steals as the Connecticut Suns take a 2-1 series lead over the league leaders the Las Vegas Aces yesterday in that game similar game that happened in game number 2 the difference for this one is the Connecticut Suns showed in the fourth quarter after Vegas put them down with a 24 to 15 quarter. They come back with a 24 to 12 and take the series lead two to one. Asia Wilson, league MVP, 20 points, 12 rebounds, two assists, two steals, and two blocks in the loss to the Connecticut Suns who shot one for 11 from the three-point line 
rebounding. We're at 42 offensive, 14 to 8 in favor of the Suns. 52 points in the paint compared to the 26 of the Las Vegas Aces. And 14 to 4 for points off of turnovers for the Connecticut Suns, who just played great basketball, forcing 15 turnovers from the Las Vegas Aces, who are now looking at a possible exit from the Wubble and a Cinderella slipper fitting for the Connecticut Suns, who look to close them out on Sunday. And speaking of a closeout Sunday, could also take place. Minnesota Link fall to the Seattle Storm 89-79 to all-round bench effort by the Seattle Storm. They take it. Brianna Stewart, 17 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks. Dantas, 23-7, four assists and a steal in the loss for the Minnesota Link. Link lost a heartbreaking game in game number one with the find of the basketball at the end of that game. Clark with the putback and just a heartbreaking loss in game number one. Seattle responded in game number two, being the aggressor, getting to the lane early and often, and dominating throughout the course of this game. 32 points in the paint compared to the 20 of the Minnesota Link. They did turn over the ball more, 13 to 9, 10 for 31. From the three-point line, 13 for 28 were the Minnesota Link. 40% from the floor compared to 51 for the Seattle Storm, who went 17 for 18 from the free-throw line and out-rebounded Seattle 37. Sorry, Minnesota 37 to 28. They look to close out on Sunday as well as the Connecticut Suns, the Vegas Aces look to push to a game number four or five, I should say. But it could be a Cinderella story. Connecticut has come through after a sluggish start to the season and turned their game around defensively, team-wise. They're together in a unit and just using their size as their advantage as well as on the defensive end. Sunday, Minnesota versus Seattle. That takes place at three. And at one, you have the Las Vegas Aces versus the Connecticut Suns in their game number four. And game number three for the Seattle Storm and Minnesota Link. And tonight's lone wolf competition is that of the Miami Heat versus the Boston Celtics. And like I said... The Celtics need a big-time effort from every single person wearing that green uniform today. Early and often, expect them to respond to the loss in game number four and expect a lot more emphasis on Tyler Hero, 
and making him a non-factor in this game, allowing other guys to step up out of that bench. None wasn't there. Olenek had no play, but yet still Hero was on that court when it mattered down the stretch because he was the only Miami Heat putting up production in that game. Tonight, we got one. Either the Miami Heat move on to the NBA championship awaiting the winner between the uh, Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers, or it's forced to a game number six and the same conversation happens. Is LA going to be waiting on the winner of if they close out their series against the Denver Nuggets, or are these Denver Nuggets willing to do what they've done the past two playoff series and that's come back from 3-1 lebron james is 14-0 when his team is up three games to one and i don't look for him to take a day off and get an l with their goose egg is as well so we could be having the nba championship decided by the end of this weekend on who is the finals representing each conference and that is that so enjoy tonight's game i'll let you know my thoughts tomorrow on what transpired and what will take place and mask up be safe for those people on the other side of things i don't really understand the whole findings with the rihanna taylor situations nor do i understand the verdict of the grand jury at all drywall missing is more of an issue going forward than actually killing somebody who was in bed lying there no knock warrant i don't know the stories behind it so i can't really disclose what i do know and what i don't know from what i do know is what i've been what, what has been out there. But if it gets released and the conversation can get into a productive one where all the evidence is on the table, then we can go forward and what needs to be done and what changes should be made. But I'm not going to speculate here, but all I got to say is nobody should be happy about what transpired with that finding and the verdict that was handed down at all due to the fact that an innocent person lost their life and the officer was fired, but yet not charged for shooting through a wall and not seeing who he was shooting at, but gets a charge for hitting or missing and his bullets go through the drywall. So the bullets that kill somebody, that's cool. The ones that went through the drywall and almost killed somebody would, but didn't. That is something that is more of a factor. That's all I'm saying about that. Mask up, be safe once again. Lost in translation, Mr. VHS is your host, and I'll catch you on the next one. I'm gone.